What's up guys, welcome back to the We Out Here Pro Vibing podcast where we always stay out here pro vibing. It's your boy Nat. And I'm Zach. It's so good to have you with us. As you may or may not know, we're currently kicking off season two, Madness season two, mm. with a little mini series on some New Year's resolutions and goal setting and kind of character formation through the year. This is part two of, of a two part series. So if you haven't already, I would highly recommend check out part one because um, this episode leads directly off of the last one. Um, Nat, do you want to briefly summarise where we got to? Yeah, so in the first one, we just talked about um, what goals actually are and like how we can set goals which are more of forming who we are. So we talked about how goals are doing something, achieving something, and then moving on. But character formations are more about a continuous um, building up of who we are as a person. And we talked about how in 2021, we want to focus on what kind of person that we're becoming, um, not about things that we can do and then move on. And touched on being a bit more present. Um, But yeah, this week, as Zach was saying, is part two of that, where we want to talk about how to actually implement these things in real life. But just before, as always, we cannot move on until we do our vibey song of the week. So, Zach, kick it off for us, bro. Um, so, my song of the week's got to be by um, Ren Collective. By some um, <laughs> some guys over in Northern Irish who who are in Northern Irish in Northern Ireland, who um, Nat has a certain opinion on, but we won't get go into that. But <laughs> if you go to Soul Survivor, you you'll probably know who they are. That's all I will say. They're, but there's such vibes. But yeah, my lighthouse has been played so many times. Shining oh. in the darkness. <laughs> I you. Oh, please. Yeah, uh, but no, please. but this song that I'm recommending is called Yahweh, um, which is a, is a name for Jesus. Um, and it is, I promise you, it is actually a vibey song. We love Ren Collective. We don't show them hate, do we, Nat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, how about you, Nat? What is your vibey song of the week? Uh, yeah, my song of the week um, is a song by Brian and Katie Torwell. Um, and they're like a duo, um, quite big in the Christian music world. But there's a specific song called Remember. Um, and it's, the, the lyrics just got me one day. It was just talking about remember um, who you're talking to. And they, they always talk about God and they're saying, he's the only one who death has bowed down to. And I just thought that was, that's, you know, such good vibes for a song. So that's my song for the week. But yeah, um, we wanted to talk about, as I mentioned, holy habits. And we just thought we would um, touch on what that actually is and what that actually means. Um, so Zach, can you start it off by talking about the holy part of holy habits? Yeah, of course. So yeah, holy habits isn't a phrase that we use often at all so we thought we'd kind of define both the words to get a better understanding of what it is that we're going to be going into in this podcast so uh to break down the word holy to you again sounds super religiously old school it's just not you know it's not in most people's common vocabulary um i definitely said vocabulary (laughs) (laughs) anyway you know what i mean um and the word holy actually it means to be set apart um 
So when we describe God or Jesus as holy, um, this is because God or Jesus is so amazing. He is more amazing than anything else. So he's set apart in how amazing he is, if that makes sense. Um, mm. So it's all about being set apart in that. Um, and, you know, if you look through the Bible, he gets called the, ho- you know, God gets referred to as the holy one all the way throughout. Um, in the book of Acts, which is in the New Testament, so kind of the story of the disciples uh, just after Jesus died, and kind of how the early church was formed and what happened, kind of in the first century AD. Um, and they were kind of pursuing the lifestyle of Jesus because they had kind of lived around Jesus before he died and lived around Jesus who was so holy uh, and everything that he did was set apart and he kind of set out the example. So they kind of went uh, to to kind of... So they kind of went to kind of... Because, like following his footsteps if you like to try and kind of act as Jesus acted uh, so that that's kind of the reason why first those disciples but now kind of all Christians try and are on a kind of a pursuit of becoming more holy but but what we mean by that is more like Jesus because he is holy he's the holy one mm. um, so yeah in, and that's in you know every every way of life uh, trying to become more like Jesus uh, mm. Nat do you want to break down kind of what we mean by a habit yes that was sit through um so habits right uh search it up on classic the dictionary it's a good place to start um and it basically they say it's um a settled or regular tendency or practice especially one that is hard to give up and also it's an automatic reaction to a specific situation um and you know we um the books that we're reading at the moment that we touched on last week as well by um, this author called Jeff Bethke. Um, and also, um, a lot of Christian books do refer to like holy habits and like habits in terms of routine um, and things that we do because the more research and the more reading that I did, um, a lot of people refer to it in a similar way. And they said, basically we are a summation of the habits that we do. So. Um, they, yeah, no, it's like in a way of they make us who we are because um, I think Duke University um, said that habits account for about 40% of our behaviours on any given day. So that already is mad to think about that. A lot of the stuff that we do is stuff that we so subconsciously naturally, you know, just automatically do without even thinking. Um And the American Journal of Psychology defines a habit from the standpoint, you know, a psychological standpoint, right? They say it's um, a fixed way of thinking, you know, a fixed. So it's, you know, the Oxford Dictionary um, agrees in the sense that it's hard to give up. It's so set in stone because it's something that we continue repeatedly do over years, you know. Um, So, yeah, they say a fixed way of thinking, willing or feeling acquired through previous repetition of a mental experience. Um, And as I was reading up about this, there's also a guy called James Clear, who wrote a book called Atomic Habits. And he talks about um, some main things that create a habit. So he talks about a cue, so like a trigger or something in an environment which makes us do something. So cue, um, and then craving, so the motivation to pursue. um, And then the response, so this is the actual action that we take, whether that's for example, picking up your phone when you hear the stimulus would be a notification coming through. 
And the reward, um, it depends on how much you want to deep it. But if we're talking about phones, let's say it's social media. Okay, let's say it's validation. Let's say it's um, a sense of belonging. Okay, so these are the things that create a habit. Um, in a way, um, obviously there are good habits and bad. And the good habits um, we can implement, although they are hard to implement, so, you know, due to the natural human tendency to be quite um, lazy. And um, But I think a lot of the fact that you know why people say that we're inherently lazy is because these habits hold us in a place that is fixed and it's hard to get out of um so in terms of holy habits um it's this is actually like a movement that's used in churches and there's a website and a book which i can recommend um and as zach was saying they talk about acts in the holy church um the early church sorry and they talk about um 10 main things um, that as Christians we can aim to live out um, and for Zach and I we wanted to talk about how we can actually implement this in 2021 so um, Zach do you want to kick us off with the first one yeah for sure um, and just for the context of this so like these are kind of we're going to try and incorporate these into our kind of new year's resolutions but as we talked about in the previous episode rather than being a tick box goal um, it's going to because growth is kind of that cylindrical process, um, that gradual progression um, to, you know, and our goal is to become more like Jesus, um, more holy, if you were. Um, so these are just 10 different steps that aren't tick box things, but they're areas that we can grow in. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just going to break down some, some kind of simple day to day ways that we can do that. Um, so the first one is biblical teaching. So, you know, as as Christians, we believe that the Bible is God's word. It is, um, you know, it's God breathed. Um, and the Bible's just great. There's so much, you know, wisdom, life advice, uh, inspiration, instructions from God. Um, there's a whole lot to be found there. Um, so yeah, in terms of biblical teaching this year, is something we want to look to be absolutely rooted in the Bible's teachings. Um, there's the book of Psalms is fairly well known. They're kind of like songs or poems. Some written by David, some written by other people. Um, I just wanted to read a bit of Psalm 1 because it talks about um, kind of the, the ideal person who is rooted in the teachings of God and the blessings that it can kind of bring. So I'll just read it out for you guys. Um, Blessed is a man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, doesn't stand in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, so the Bible, and on this law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted in streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither, and in all that he does he prospers. Mm. Um, so that's literally Psalm number one, like opens the book of, what is it, 150 odd Psalms, and the first one saying, this is how important it is to be absolutely rooted in in the Bible, in the teachings of God. That's so vibey. And also that um, theme of meditating day and night on the Bible, the book of God, um, is quite common. And, I, and um, I was reading Josh, the book of Joshua. It's another Old Testament um, book of the Bible. And in chapter 1, um, it says a very similar thing. So it says in verse 8, it says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. 
Um, so yeah, it's biblical teaching. I just feel like this year we really want to press into. Um, and we have been doing like um, so a, a lads Bible study in our church, which is which has been great. So we've been going through the book of Hebrews together, and I think studying like the Bible with people in a quite similar walk of life as you um, is so valuable because you can take away things and discuss maybe parts of the Bible that are challenging and stuff like that. Um, and I just like encourage people who maybe don't have that. It's like you, you can be the person to start it. Like you can be the person to be like, oh, guys, why don't we do this? You know, because um, I was in a place where I was waiting for someone else to do it. Um, but then I found that a lot of the time, a lot of people think the same thing. So someone just has to do it. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I, just a couple of little things to help you along the way that I found helpful personally. Number one is the Bible Project. Um, go on YouTube, search up the Bible Project. And it's, uh, I don't really know what it is, like a company, a charity, organisation that basically they... They're really sick animators, but they really, really know the Bible and like all the context behind it. What they do for each book of the Bible or each topic in the Bible is they summarise it so eloquently with like a five minute long kind of animation describing when the book was written, who it was kind of intended to, to be the readers, what the book kind of entails, breaks it down to subsections and just provides such good context. Um for kind of reading so often if I'm kind of coming across a new book of the bible there's a lot of books of the bible I haven't read so and I'll just watch a video of that before to be like okay what does what are the kind of these experts how do they sum it up so then I have a little bit of an idea going into it what it's about um, and the second one is version. it's an app that you can download on your phone and it's the basically the bible in an app if you don't have a physical kind of paper bible it's a really good app really easy to kind of navigate get around and if it's you know you want to get into reading the Bible, I'd really recommend that. Um, mm. It's, you know, super accessible on your phone. So, yeah. True. And the verse of the days, every day, so, so good. So good. Um, yeah, good stuff. Um, so, yeah, the first one was biblical teaching. And the second one is fellowship. Um, so, what we mean by that is just doing life together. Um, you know, just walking through life, um, letting people in. Um, and yeah, just as I said, I think part of fellowship is allowing people to do life with you. Um, and that I think involves a level of vulnerability. It, it involves a level of honesty, um, and openness in a way that, um, people can actually be there for you, um, through whatever you're going through in life. Um, because if you don't actually let someone in, then how are they going to be there for you? You know, so that's what we mean by fellowship, but yeah it's and it's funny to think how like it's not even disputed religious or non-religious like people need to be in community with people we are we are wired that way isn't it um and you know kind of coming from christianity where we have this uh this worldview that we are created you know god did god created us god kind of knew us before we were created and he designed us so that we would need to be in community with each other um and you look at the life of Jesus and he always had his mates around him. You know, he was with the disciples, with, with his people. Um, and they did life together, whether that's eating together uh, meals, which, you know, in this pandemic has been hard to do. But how nice is it to actually like sit down with your mates and cook, like cook for them and have a meal together. Um, 
I th- I think that's something that you know in society we don't do as often. I know a lot of families that it's not part of their kind of everyday everyday thing where that's kind of used to be what kind of community was centered around the dinner table. But um yeah, by fellowship we just mean kind of doing life together, but that includes the the ups and the downs, the highs of lows of life. Um kind of letting people into your life kind of promoting that in a place of vul- vulnerability and security where you can really trust those around you um and just share all those aspects of life because i think life is better when it's when it's shared with with friends isn't it it's supposed mm. to be done in community mm. yeah. all right then on to the next one number three is breaking bread um we're saying this kind of is referring to communion which um, is a practice that christians do um catholics have a similar practice called you know a branch of christianity they call it mass um but the essence of it is it's um, community is re- remembering what Jesus has done in our lives. So somewhere in the Bible, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, Jesus g- called his disciples around together and he broke bread with them. And he kind of said, you know, this bread signifies my body. And he poured, he poured some wine um, and he said, this signifies my blood, which was shed for you because he would later, kind of later die in the next week or so, uh, die on the cross and rise again, as many of us know. Um, but God said, do these things in remembrance of me. Um, so that's kind of like a clear, yep, guys, you need to do this and remember what I've done for you. So when you eat that bread, which is broken and you, and you drink the wine kind of to just reflect on what, what Jesus actually did. He, you know, he died on the cross for all of our sins to, to take that burden, um, so that we could have eternal life with him, um, which is the best news ever, but we shouldn't ever forget that because that's so good, you know, um, so that's kind of the essence of community. Of communion. Communion and community, both important yes. stuff. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but yeah, that's so good. And it just shows like an intentional like remembrance. It, it shows like a time that you put aside to actually just reflect and be thankful and intentionally remember what Jesus did for us. Um, because in the book of Acts, this is when they broke bread together, was a time when Jesus uh, revealed everything that that he did for his disciples and he was just showing this, you know, this is my blood, this is my body. And it was just such a um, monumental sign, like just before he was crucified. So I think, yeah, just remembering that even today is so important. Um, But the next one is eating together. So it's, you know, such a everyday um, lovely thing to do, but obviously in COVID times it's quite hard. Um, but in Acts, in the context of the word, um, Jesus was really like rooted in eating with his um, disciples and with, uh, you know, people in the community. Um, he shared food with lots of different kind of people. So it was um, a big part of Jesus's ministry is that he talked to people. He, inv- he went to the parties of people who were um, seen as outcasts in the community, such as um, tax collectors. Um, he shared food with um, like prostitutes in the time so and um, a group of people that are you know the Pharisees and um, the Gentiles which the Jews you know saw as a group of people who weren't Jewish so they they just thought oh we don't share food with them you know such a basic act of sharing food that they didn't do because they were segregated between different people but Jesus was like no like he chose to eat with these people who were seen as um in the edges of the society at the time and it just shows an inclusivity that I think all Christian 
and Zach and I really want to press into again in 2021 even though you know that might have to be on zoom or with a group of four people maximum um, it's still um, the idea of just sharing food together um, you know a basic need of life but with people that maybe you wouldn't normally you know so yeah yeah definitely and I think just in, in terms of like applying this to life wouldn't it uh, so I know a, a lot of uh, people that listen to this podcast like us are students uh, if you live with others um, maybe try and incorporate that into like your weekly house routine um, even mm. if that's just starting off you know baby steps once a week is you cook for the house um, first things I think you'll find it's actually better value when you're cooking for more people rather than so cooking portions for one second of all like you might be surprised it's a bit easier to cook a large amount of food you might be surprised that people really enjoy it um and it gets you around the dinner table together and actually catching up like i think that's something that can be lost especially especially in uni houses that's so true um that's it. And a roast you know a house roast i haven't done it since um no till my third year of uni but i don't know why i didn't do it earlier like it's so 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 good and i was just thought while i was talking about this like especially think about those who like actually can't afford food you know the homeless and the people um who can't quite do this kind of stuff you know i guess in terms of eating together we can easily talk about it from a perspective where we have an abundance of food and we have an abundance of um a chance to eat together but i guess it's thinking about those in this time you know that can't and and that quite well well quite nicely links on to the next one um which is that Yes, and that one is gladness and generosity. So um, we talked about it as an example in the last episode, part one. I, as I'll say again, if you've not seen it, do check it out. Um, but, you know, we can be really practical with that. It's so it's great to be theoretically, I'm going to be more generous, I'm going to give more, but great. Uh, and how are we doing that? Um, so first thing I'm going to say is it's not just money that we can give. Um we can give our time to other people and you know a lot a lot of people not you know it's not for everyone and it is this is a personal thing this is about working out what you can do with what you have but a lot of people now especially in covid have more time on their hands um so whether that's in a kind of safe way that you can um spend time with people that i don't know are alone are, are lonely you've not seen in a while that need you know checking up on that would appreciate that um whether that's you yeah, know giving food you know um whether that's just giving more people your attention and your presence in the moment. Um, I think a lot of the time we are too much caught up in that hurrying around onto the next task, onto the next appointment, uh, busy, 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 that we're not actually present with the people that we do life with and around and next to. Um, and who knows how much they would benefit more from you being 100% in that moment right now. Because you've got that to give. I know that's something I can be working on. Um, in terms of money... Yes, you can give to charities. You can give to churches. Although I, I always think it's good to know what their um that what that money is going towards. So, um, you know, I I started giving like last year was my resolution to give to a church that I was committed to. There are also just such amazing organisations in your local area. Um, and wherever that wherever you live, that's something you can ask around. Um, with people that kind of know these sorts of things, you could ask us if you live in Cardiff. We know a few spots, but um there are always opportunities to give and it's not remember it's not what you give it's like it's your attitude behind it 
Um, that's the whole thing about generosity. I, I mentioned that kind of parable of Jesus in the last episode of, of that kind of, that um, the widow who gave everything she had, even though it didn't look like much on the outside. Um, and, you know, we're not saying, you know, guys, give your whole student loan or give away all you have. That's not what we're, you know, that's not what we're trying to promote here, but we are trying to promote um, kind of, to revitalize the generosity in the people that we do life around with, uh, giving with a kind of a, a joyful heart, giving, I don't know about you, Nat, but um, it was so nice this year with a really quiet Christmas just in my family, but I enjoyed seeing people kind of open the gifts, like, or enjoyed just buying those and think, oh, that'd be perfect for, you know, my brother. Like that kind of, you, there's joy to be found in giving, which I think we sometimes can miss if we, don't appreciate it. Mm, that's so true. And the thing about this holy habit is the, you know, the first part, the gladness part. I think generosity can only come out of thankfulness and gladness, and um, uh, you know, just being really aware of what we have, you know, before we give, because um, from that place we can be overflowing in a sense of we have so much more than we need. We are so lucky and so fortunate. Um, to be living, uh, you know, in England, firstly, you know, to be going to uni, to have a student loan, to have a roof over our heads and stuff like that. And from that place of gladness and thankfulness is where true generosity can be birthed out of. So I think that's, you know, that's um, a vibe. Um, that is yeah. a word. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, you know, these are all quite linking nicely. But the next one is um, serving. So the whole kind of theme of Christianity in terms of Jesus coming, you know, in this Christmas time, we remember back to when he came literally as a baby in a manger, um, in like a d- dirty, like, you know, animal manger thing, <laughs> um, which is not how the Jewish people would have seen it at the time. They expected him to come down with like trumpets and angels and like in a full kit of armor and stuff but he came as the most vulnerable form of a human um you know as a baby to serve other people like that was his entire thing that was his vibe you know um to serve others and to be a servant um to act out of complete pure love um for people and I think it's just so convicting in a way to do the same and to mirror that in our daily lives as well. So as Zach was saying, completely serving with our time, um, just, you know, popping up to someone that you might know is having a hard time, um, just giving, yeah, exactly, attention and time for those kind of people. Um, but just like lowering yourself a little bit, um, being humble. I think humility is a huge thing in terms of serving because... Um, you know, Jesus wiped the feet of some people that followed him, like, which was seen to be, like, one of the things that, like, the lowest, lowest of, like, slaves do, um, and then he lowered himself to that level, just, I think mirroring that in this coming year will be mad, you know? Definitely, and I think, kind of, just breaking it down to the heart of it, serving seems, oh, you've got to serve people, it seems very, like, it's a word that has maybe more attached to what it means. But what we mean by it is just putting other people around us, before us. Um, like, it's a very selfless act. And, and it's, do you know what I mean? It's, it's just putting others first. So whether that's kind of in your simple everyday, like um, doing the washing up that's not yours, you know, just 
but just helping out other people before before yourself or seeking out um not pleasing other people but seeking out doing kind things for the people around you um just every day there are, I think there are opportunities to to serve in the small ways um mm. it doesn't it's a sort yeah you know we it's another kind of christian teaching as well it's like don't uh don't serve so that everyone else can see but you know serve serve in in sec- not in secrecy but like it's not for show because mm. god sees it anyway and if you're serving kind of out in public is your heart just that trying to look good in front of others so it's, it can be that quiet, humble, subtle, serving others, whether it's in your house, in your workplace, um, we're around your family, around your friends, around strangers, kind of finding those those opportunities to um, serve. And no, I love what you said about the generosity thing, about how it, the kind of gratitude comes first. And I do think that's uh, the same with kind of serving. Like um, once you're kind of aware of, of how kind of grateful you are for the things that you have, your kind of posture you can find it easier to serve others because you're like i've been blessed so now i feel able to bless others because i know how blessed i am literally Um, yeah that's so true and it's like the the creator of the universe came down in human form to die for our sins so what can we not do for the people around us like it's that it's that kind of mindset it's that kind of not just being a nice person but going out of your way like the word serve to serve others you know it's not just being nice it's you know um doing an act of service to someone else um but yeah do you want to go on to the next one bro yes um so the next one uh this is number seven is worship um which again we touched on in the last episode what we mean by worship yes kind of sometimes means singing worship songs uh you know we we love uh, just sharing, sharing our worship songs of the week. And we also, guys, if you have any the worship tunes that you either want shouting out or you want us to listen to, feel free to send them our way. But um, part of worship is singing these songs. But the actual, the heart of it is where you're putting your worth, where you, uh, so where we, as Christians, we want to make God great. We want to lift them up and we want to be like, you are this, you're great. Um, so that can be with singing, like praising him, you know saying, oh, thank you, God, you did this, you're amazing, in our songs. Um, we can do that simply in the way we live live our lives. Um, we can do that with our thoughts, you know. We can worship God in silence with our thoughts. Um, there are so many ways to do it, but I think, yeah, kind of looking on as a, a resolution, as a goal, we want to be, I don't know, I personally want to be, like, finding at least a point every day to be, like, to, to worship God, whether that's every day in my daily living or purposely you know uh playing my piano and, and singing to god um i really enjoyed doing that i've learned to play piano this year and it's it's pretty class but um there's so many ways that we can do it now what are some kind of practical like how can we apply that um how can we incorporate that more into our lives or how can we start doing that mm, I, I think obviously you know speaking from a current situation place you know with covid i think you know as Zach was saying, you don't have to be with other people in a room with a band to worship. You can, um, a simple like prayer or a simple God, like you've done this for me. You're, you're great. Like you did this for me. Thank you. Like it's a way of worship in a sense of it's, it's like a way of life. It's, it's being grateful for what God's done continuously throughout everything we do. So 
that can be in serving, that can be um, in the way that we love the people around us, love our friends and family. Like, um, and I think it's a it's the heart posture of raising him, like high, raising him, um, that exalted above everything else that we consider important. And I think, yeah, I guess like, definitely music is such a crucial part of it because obviously God made music like he obviously I think um you we can utilize it to worship absolutely it's not necessary but um for Zach and I I think both of us can say it really really does help so literally sticking on um a worship song and just alone in your room like just muttering the words or singing along or just um I think just being present in that moment of worship is you know literally doing worship um and there is a danger of thinking that you can only do it with other people in a room, but you know, you that really isn't the case. I literally thought that last year. This year I was like, no, you can find ways on your own to worship God because he as Zach was saying earlier with like the serving stuff, like with worship, he sees you, like he sees you worshiping him, he sees you putting him first and I think that's the main thing. You know, just remember why we're doing it. Like again, back to my um song of the week last week on the episode what is your heart of worship like where are you doing it from I think you know after reflecting on that worship can be what you want it to so yeah Mm, Um, that's so good but yeah so number eight is sharing resources um so this obviously ties a little bit into I guess serving and the generosity side of the holy habits but um just focusing on where they're getting this from, from the book of Acts. Um, in Acts chapter 2, they talk, they say that all the disciples had all things in common. Um, and I think, you know, we don't want to go into, like, any politics, because personally, I don't really know that much. But we see such a divide and such a diversity in terms of how much people have, um, in terms of, you know, wealth, um, poverty that we see locally in Cardiff, locally um, in the UK and obviously globally I don't even have to say um, because we all know, we, we can all see what is going on. Um, but in the early church we, we see a community of people who shared and sold possessions to create a common fund that could be used for a common cause um, at the time which was to create the church. Uh, but it was, a, it was such a, at the time it was seen as quite countercultural, it was seen as very like, oh you know, life isn't about individual individualism. It's not about um, who can be, who can have more, who can do more, who can be more. It's all about um, laying that down and sharing our belongings, sharing that kind of stuff, um, which I think is, I think it is quite rare and it's something that is quite hard to see in our society. Obviously, like, you know, there are charities that are such amazing people working against this, but I think, you know, I just speak generally, like, um, that, you know, maybe sharing resources is, is something that we really want to press into as well in the coming year, so, yeah. Yeah, definitely, and me also not being an expert on politics, but I know what we're describing sounds a little bit like communism. It's not quite, so communism is kind of, what's yours is mine, so I'll take it. This is what we're talking about, um, what's yours is mine, so I'll share it with those people that need it um i think so there is a bit of a difference there um and i just yeah i think it can be quite hard sometimes especially again a lot of our students so whether you're at school you're at university it's hard to know in your community around you where the need is like where what is needed by what people um 
but there definitely are people around in every community that are really good to go to in terms of how can I how can I help I've got these resources like I'm I'm blessed I have a roof over my head I've I've food to provide you know you know what I mean um I've got some time where can I help out and there's I don't know I I used to always struggle or you know it's probably like in faraway countries blah 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 but there's people in your in the kind of on your doorstep in the in the community in which you live in there there is need you know there's there is need worldwide um and we can all play a part in that but um i think it's about kind of finding okay where what is um the needs of the people around us and then can we do something about it because i think more often than not when we work out you know what the needs in our community are we can actually find that ah we can actually help with that um which is a privilege, I, I, but I think it's something that should be done. Um, and it's definitely something that, you know, Jesus spoke about a lot and he talks about um, justice. Kind of similarly, it interlinks with this. But, um, and I think one of the um, kind of areas in which we can improve in terms of seeing justice in our local community, but also seeing needs met in our local community, is becoming more compassionate. Um, so... Uh, um, a classic line from the Bible and a Bible worship song from which I cannot remember, but it says, break my heart for what breaks yours. So, God, um, what breaks your heart? Because I want to have a heart like yours. I want to, I want my heart to get broken over the things that you, your heart gets broken. You know, I want to get sad over the things that sadden you. I want to get angry about the things that anger you. Um, so worldwide, you know, I think often when I look at the news, it's it's often quite dire. I know we're you know we're in a pandemic, but there's there's other stuff that's going on. You know, you talk about the explosion in uh, Beirut or so many other things where you think there's been an injustice. People are suffering, and with social media and with the news and with a kind of connected world, it's hard to it's hard to avoid it. But if we can become more compassionate, we can become more compelled to kind of pursue justice. I think one of the worst things that we can do is not feel um, any anger or sadness when there is injustice, you know, become numb to it. It's it's quite easy to, but so it's a, it's a prayer that I've kind of started to pray because I want to, I want to get angry over things that I should be angry about, you know, whether that's, you know, child poverty, that is something that shouldn't, that's not okay. Mm. Uh, and But it goes on in our worlds. But do we do something about it? You know, it's kind of that when it, hits your heart when it actually moves you you'd be compelled to do something about it um oh yeah i remember someone shared that with me once and i was like oh that's kind of added me and a lot of people (laughs) um but there's you know even we're so we go to union cardiff there's a whole lot of injustice in cardiff um you know there's modern slavery still goes on racism still goes on domestic abuse big problem still goes on poverty and homelessness like it's it's all there in Cardiff, and there's so much more from which, you know, we could have a whole episode um, to to chat about and to open up discussion on that. But where something clearly needs to be done, you know, we're faced with this injustice and it's not OK. Um, so we can we can ask God to kind of make us more um, kind of break, break our hearts for what is clearly breaking his heart, you know, because God is, is a God of justice. Um, but sometimes he blesses us so that we can actually see his kingdom come and we can actually help him bring bring justice. So, you know, whether that's providing homes for the homelessness, you know, we can 
play a part in it. It seems daunting individually, but you know, lots of individuals together um, can really do something big. Um, so mm. I've mentioned. I know I've mentioned a lot of um, a lot of big problems and in- injustices without being like this is the clear answer. But I think the first step in that is becoming more compassionate to um, the suffering and the injustice that we can see around us, and you know, the lack of resources. If we go back to that one as well. Um, so yeah, that's something that we can kind of work on this year because you know we part of being a Christian isn't just you know this theoretical faith. It it seems great. Um, hallelujah. Yeah, those are some good. That's some good life advice. Um, but Jesus came to you know heal the sick. He came to house the homeless. He came to provide justice for those who had had injustice done to them. Do you know what I mean? He, his faith was very active. It wasn't just theoretical. It it actually changed lives in a very tangible way. Mm. And I think, you know, as a community, we all have the ability to to help with that. Um, so it's definitely, you know, me and I've spoken about it a little bit and it seems really daunting, but it's something we'd like to take a step towards, you know, in the right, in the right <laughs> direction of seeing God's kingdom come in that way. Um, mm. And kind of, you know, God, God is the judge. God does the justice, but he can use us in ways to really help others in a very um, active way, which we're going to try and pursue. Mm, that's so good. That's so good. And it, yeah, wow. Love your heart, bro. Um, and I think that's the thing. We, Zach and I can't sit here and change modern slavery. We can't do that, obviously not. But that's the whole point of, we're talking about it, where we want our hearts to be more broken about it. We want this to be a community effort where, all of us individually have a heart for this and that can move and that can change, um, bring about change. You know, with um, Black Lives Matter, that's a classic example of people's hearts hurting for the murder of George Floyd and, like, that showed change and a lot has changed in Cardiff, you know. Um, So that's an example about things that, you know, Jesus has moved in this year um, and we want to continue to see moving in 2021. but yeah, we have two two last ones. Um, and Zach, you were talking about praying. You were talking about praying for this to be more in your heart. Do you want to go a little bit more into that? Yes. So um, prayer is, I'm sure everyone's heard what a prayer is. Um, but to again, break it down to the essence, it's talking to God. It's our way of communicating with him. Um, and I think this year, me and that, we both um, had our chat and we were like, we want to do more do less of praying to God and more of praying with God. Um, I I know from my experience, like it's, I've so, so many years I've been like, oh God, can you grant this wish of mine? Can you do this thing, God up there? You know, can you do this? But our God is a living, active, um, communicating God. Um, and he is our heavenly father. You know, we are his children. We are his, his sons and his daughters. Um, so it's a, it's a father to us, it's a father-son relationship. Do you know what I mean? It's a father-to-child relationship rather than a genie to randomly making a wish. So that's mm. kind of how we've got to communicate with him. It's a kind of relationship that we want to cultivate with him. It's not a, it's not a genie who grants wishes. Uh, he's not Will Smith, you know. Um, <laughs> but he's our heavenly... Oh, <laughs> Lord. Um, but he, he is our heavenly father. Um, yeah. And he, he, you know, he does say, ask and it will be done. Like he delights when we, when we 
when we talk to him, where, when we kind of open, when we can, we can just vent to him. There are so many different ways to pray rather than asking for things or, you know, we can, we can worship him with thank you giving. Uh, I got taught, I think I got taught by my youth group. So some 13 year old kids um, were like, oh yeah, just sometimes just do a, a wow prayer where you say, God, wow, you've done this. Like, wow, God, you made sunsets. Like, it's quite mad. Sunsets are quite beautiful, aren't they? Or wow, mm-hmm. God, like you created these cells in my body. Um, wow. Just ways to acknowledge um, his greatness. That's worship. Um, that and kind indeed. of whilst pr- praying to him. Um, you know, we we can ask for things. So prayer, petition, we can ask for things. We can ask God to intervene in other areas of the world. So not rather, so rather we can ask him, God, can you, you know, help me with this? But we can also say, um, God, you know, there's there's suffering in Nigeria as as there were a few months ago. Um, God, would you help those families there? God, would you help console because they're going through a lot right now? We can ask God to uh, act in so many other areas of our lives or the lives of others. Um, and God, you know, he, he is a God who listens and responds. Um, and it's so cool seeing answers to prayer sometimes, um, especially like when you write them down, you look back and you're like, oh, mm, I answered. That's so true. And it says in the book of James, praying with the faith that it will happen. So I guess a level of faith is, you know, involved in prayer. And yeah, as I was saying, it's so easy to think of it as talking to God and the more I learn and the more I grow in faith, I realise that it is a conversation and that God is always there trying to communicate with us. And um, when we only give him the space where we allow him to be present only when we want something, um, you know, that's that just reflects, I think, where I definitely was, like literally a few months ago. Um, but I'm just trying to adapt a level of prayer where it is just, dwelling in his presence and communicating with him um and definitely uh also with prayer i think it's important to ask god what to pray about i think that's what i've learned in the last year and i want to keep continuing to because we can pray about lots of different kind of things but we need to ask god to put things on our heart to pray about um so i think that's important as well that's so good i absolutely love that um and i think also if i'm just going to go back to that um the picture of you know god's he's our heavenly father um king of the universe but he is our father and we are his children the more um the more we communicate with him the better our relationship relationship will be you know it sounds super basic but like i know i'm super or i can be super inconsistent with my like prayer like oh hey god it's been a, it's been two weeks. I haven't, I haven't spoken to you in a while, um, but actually a close, intimate relationship with him is cultivated when we simply spend time with him. Um, that's definitely something I, that's kind of on my heart for this year as well. And yeah, I would just encourage you. Like, they don't have to be super long prayers, but why don't you just spend two minutes in the morning, um, chatting away to God. Start exactly. you know kickstart that habit that routine, and it's um, to the point where it's kind of integrated into your ah. Uh, this has happened, I'd pray about it, you know, where it's all, it's literally habitual. It's, that you know, it's become a habit rather than a, a, a task. Um, all right, and then on to our final, final um, point out of 10 mm. is making more disciples. Nat, do you want to go into this one a little bit? Yes, so the final one, um, I guess, is the whole point. It's, it's what we call the um, divine commission. Uh Tupac was basically saying something, the main goal uh, that Jesus left to his disciples when he rose back into heaven. 
um, basically saying, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. So I guess all these holy habits that we've talked about um, is in a way in 2021 something that we want to form our character in a way that we don't have to evangelize by either being preachy, either being judgmental, or just pointing out the wrongs in others. But all these character formations, we want them to create us, and hopefully you guys listening, in Jesus-like people here who can truly just love well and love purely so that people can realise, oh, what is different about this person that they're praying for injustice? What is different about this guy that he's giving away all his resources um, that he can at the time? What is different about this guy um, that he's, you know, like, you know, putting aside time for me when not many other people do? What is about this person um, that he loves the Bible, loves fellowship and all these kind of things? Well, you know, the answer that I guess we want to try and promote um, followers of Jesus and that's the whole point and I guess in a way of showing other people the freedom and the actual truth and you know the the actual just value of what we're talking about the whole point of this podcast the whole point of why we're doing this is not so you know for us to look cool um, and we're always praying in this podcast uh, for humility and for the vision of why we're doing this in the first place and I guess um, a main thing is to just, you know, just show people the freedom that we have been given and that I and Zach have been given in the last year, even though that, um, you know, we were raised Christians like this year, I definitely feel that we both really realise the true meaning and the freedom of this whole thing called Christianity. So I think um, that's definitely a good way to wrap up um, the holy habits of 2021, you know? Definitely. I love how you describe that because it truly is a freedom. Um, yeah, so good. Absolutely love that. Well, um, absolutely love doing this episode as usual. That concludes part two of the mini series. Um, but we're back again next week, uh, which we can't wait for. Yes, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, and we hope you have a vibey and wholesome week.